Hello, everybody. Boy, Kurt Pruitt. I am joined, as always, uh, by the man that we call Colby Berg, aka Wizard Fish, aka Mr. Wiggles. Berg, what's going on, dude? What's happening, Stacey P? How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I, I'm uh, I'm surviving. You know, it's weird weather. It's fall time. It's up and down. <laughs> um, crazy times, dude. Uh, what's what's new with you? Dude, surviving is a good way to put it. Um, today's Tuesday. I feel like I honestly didn't even know it was Tuesday until just barely because I haven't been bombarded by social media Taco Tuesday posts that have gone Taco way too far. Tuesday. Yeah. Taco Tuesday! Yeah, it's LeBron almost like, It's almost like he thinks he invented that. I um, know, when we all know it was it was the OG Cafe Rio, huh? Oh, man, yeah. I get those updates all the time. Hey, Kurt, it's Taco Tuesday. Three times points if you come and buy our tacos. I'm like, whew. Man. They hit me every gosh dang time that salads go on sale. So shout out to the marketing folks over at, at Cafe Rio for just sucking me right in like a vacuum. Shout out Cafe Rio if you guys want to give us, uh, or we can give you an ad spot if you can give us one meal for free, just one period. That's right, first sponsorship. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. go. Um, so not only has it been up and down, the jazz season's been a little up and down so far. I think recorded on this podcast we both say that we needed to manage expectations the first month and as wise as we may have sounded it's a it's a lot easier said than done um there's been a lot of frustration going around just because losing's never a fun time winning's a lot better um this weekend it's not we a lost. coincidence it's not a coincidence that the nights are a bit darker these days a little and bit I'm not darker. just talking i'm not just talking because of daylight savings no <laughs> daylight saving it's crazy dude because it's only an hour, but it has me so shaken up. I don't get it. Oh, I'm shook. I'm actually looking at my microwave and my oven, and one of those, one of them says 6.15, the other one says 7.15, so I'm just living <laughs> in the twilight zone, baby. I don't even a, know what's going on. You're in a warp right now, a warp zone. Um, it's awesome. Anyway, uh, the Jazz lost to the terrible, they were 0-5 at the time, Kings, and then we lost away to the... Clippers, which is a little bit understandable, but here's the thing. If you take if you look at these games one by one, play by play, what it came down to, Berg, is rebounding. Specifically just defensive rebounding. A real single moment instance with the Kings because we didn't box out Harrison Barnes and he just tipped in the ball and gave them the lead and then Donovan wasn't able to hit the game winner. And then more an aggregate stat at the Clippers game because we gave him like 24 extra possessions or something like that. I don't know what it was, but... 14 extra shots. We shot uh, 78 times. They shot 92 times in the free throws. I think they shot like three more free throws. So they got 14 more opportunities at the freaking bucket than we did. And if you look at the shooting speed, splits we were better at everything else other than that so they just had more opportunities to score and they took advantage of it and we lost obviously there's a few more nuances to the game like Kawhi kind of taking over the fourth but our boy was battling against him and Donovan Mitchell uh trying to take over that game as well which is exciting to see but unfortunately we came short so just a few um defensive rebounding miscues and we can if we could change that we would actually only have one loss right now and be looking a little bit better um going into this these next two games which are a little tough thankfully they're at home sixers and bucks um but the east's best are in town this this week and uh just curious man what's on your mind right now about the jazz how are you feeling do you defend it all do you need to get my optimism levels up a little bit uh, we joke about how carl and the group 
Jazz Text, who's the ever pessimist, is actually the one being optimistic through uh, this little initial bump, the speed bump, um, on our quest to hopeful, hopefully the promised land. So, Berg, what's going on? Dude, Carl's spirit alone is, is guiding me through the you know, a little bit of the darkness. In all reality, I mean, those two games were way frustrating um, because, I mean, yeah, we can obviously take them down to the last couple plays, but we shot ourselves in the foot pretty much the entire game just because our offense wasn't quite clicking great. Um, we gave up a bunch of, you know, offensive rebounds throughout the entire game and then, you know, a few missed free throws here and there. And, and really, you know, both teams, like, the Kings played out of their minds and we played pretty bad and we lost by one. So it's just one of those things where, it's just frustrating because I know that when it comes down, you know, when there's four games left, we're going to look back. There's always a few of these games. Like last year, you know, I was looking back at the Suns' loss or at the time we got blown out by Dallas by 50 last year. There's always a few games that teams have that you just wish you could get back because you shouldn't have lost. Um, so I don't know. I mean, ultimately, overall, I'm still super optimistic. Um, last time we potted, I think it was the day before we actually beat the Clippers and Mountain Mike had his, uh, his, his coming out party. He was just killing it. He scored 29 and, um, the whole city was on fire after, uh, you know, he played so well and then he's kind of trailed off. He had a decent game against the Kings, but not spectacular. And then, uh, pretty bad against the Clippers round two. Um, so I know I'm kind of rambling here, but bright spots, Donnie went, you know, step for step with Kawhi. Uh, Royce played awesome defense on Kawhi. Bogdanovich is still looking like a threat that we need to get more involved later in the game. Um, Rudy had some interesting comments about wishing he was being involved more, about getting him more dunks, and just the way that that's been reported by Andy Larson. It's just a bit weird. You know, normally you don't see players coming out complaining about, um, you know, what's going on with the team, especially under Quinn's regime. So I'm not saying Rudy's comments were taken out of context, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, the only time a player, I said this in the group text, the only time a player would come out and complain to the media normally is if he feels like he's not being heard and or understood by his team or his coaches. And I feel like there's no way that's the case with the relationship that Rudy and Quinn have. So I think it's just kind of blown out of proportion. So yeah. that's I mean, a quick wrap. To call out Rudy real quick though, like he can't he can't do that. Like if you have a problem, just go to Quinn right after the game instead of going to the media because all of a sudden this storm happens. Like Andy Larson's had a few multiple tweets about it and now a full article about it it's just we don't need that noise i think um as we struggle to kind of find our footing um i texted i'm going to be the pessimist again i texted the group today too because i was actually listening to bill simmons book of basketball his new podcast that came out and he was talking about how pat riley said um something about the curse of more the curse of more that's what it is so the curse of more meaning as soon as players say start saying they want more minutes they want more touches they want more money they want more 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 is when teams start to die so i started panicking because it's only a few games in here and we have one guy saying that he wants more but um that being said i don't think it's anything i don't think quinn uh thinks it's at, well i'm sure quinn just addressed it talked to rudy talked to the team um i don't i, I hopefully hopefully they just kind of nip that in the bud quick before it grew into anything i don't think it's going to grow into anything because i think we're going to actually have a good week this week get some solid team wins under our belt and then winning fixes everything right for sure and one thing as sick as it sounds i gotta give our friend david Locke some credit here he actually he went and looked at uh the leaders in dunks last year and and so far this year, every single player in the, every every player in the top ten um, from at least with dunks 
has uh, seen a decrease in their in their overall lobs and dunks um, as far as dunks per game because defenses are dropping the big a little bit more. And he says yeah. that, and I mean, so thankfully he's not alone. But yeah, I mean, if I think his mic feels more comfortable, you know, playing the pick and roll and running the lob um, and, and feeling his way around the paint with how Rudy and he, he and Rudy can work together. I feel like those numbers are going to go up just right. as Mike gets more comfortable. So we've got. We've got 10 games coming up that uh, we have a pretty good chance to get back on track, I think. In fact, um, do we, do we want to briefly – let's go through these real quickly. Actually, no, we don't need to do that. Do it. But what? Th- you okay. want to do wins or losses? Yeah, just, just real quick off the top of your head. Um, when I did it, I, I got optimistically 8-2, and two, realistically maybe 6-4 and four, just based on how we've been playing. Okay. But we'll see. So we've got Philadelphia and Milwaukee next. You think we got to split those, right? At yeah, least we'll go one and one there. Okay. Honestly, probably. Lo- I'd say go if ahead. we lose one, it's going to be to Philly, and then we'll probably beat the Bucks. Okay, I like that. I like that. So we got one and one. Next game, Golden State at Golden State. Win. Heaven forbid, dude. If we don't beat them, then I don't if even know what to say. If anymore. we don't beat that G League team, then. <laughs> That's after we have three days off after the Milwaukee game. So we oh, play Milwaukee nice. on the eighth. Golden State, so that's that's two that. and one right there. Mm-hmm. Then Tuesday, November twelfth, the day after that, the Golden State game, Brooklyn comes to town. So we've got Kyrie, we've got those guys. They're trying to get things figured out. I still um, think we win that game. I, I think it's a win as well. So we'll go. So we're three three and one, and then we go at Memphis. It's an interesting one. Mike's homecoming. Yeah, we'll be hyped for that, and I I I'll, I'll chalk that up as a win too. Actually, pretty confidently. Okay, four and one. Then uh, we don't play. So that's a Friday. Then we don't play again till Monday, and that's home versus Minnesota. We're four and one, home versus Minnesota. You almost think you have to have that one, right? I th- yeah, I think, but I also think that's a trap game. It could be, and the only reason I think that maybe it's not is because we know we have to go play them. We play them right after that, so it's we go oh. home against Minnesota, then at Minnesota. So you, they see that on the schedule, and maybe they take it seriously. Yeah. So maybe we're five and one, and then maybe it's tough to beat a team twice in a row. You know, maybe we lose to to Minnesota the second time. You feel like six and two. Yeah, that's how you can talk yourself into that. Then home versus Golden State, you got to get that one. That's a win. Yep, seven and two. Then home versus New Orleans. That, Shit. I mean, oh, that's Derek's homecoming. It is Derek's homecoming. Saturday, November twenty third. Happy Thanksgiving, almost. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Derek. Yeah, I would like. I would obviously like to win that one, but I'd like Derek to put up. He's not playing right now, but I'd like to put him to put up a solid like thirty on us. Yeah, he started yesterday and then played eight minutes. I don't. I don't know exactly the deal there, but uh, not pretty. Um, eight and two. We'll win. Yeah. So yeah, and then there's a few games that I could see us. I I don't see us losing to Minnesota two times, but I could see us losing one time, which we have. Um, the Memphis game's a little interesting, but again, I, I think we take it. Um, Brooklyn, dude, Brooklyn's, if you watch Brooklyn last year to this year, bringing on Kyrie, they're completely different. They're just a stagnant offense. They're exactly what happened to Boston when Kyrie was there. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the coaches trying to, um, cater to him a little bit, and they're kind of going through the same growing pains that we're going through, but that team's offense has stopped moving completely. So um, I don't know if they have things figured out by then, but Kyrie is a, a game-breaker regardless, so I could see maybe that being a tough game. But I don't know, man. I, I feel pretty good, actually, about 8-2. and two. I mean, there is the chance that we lose to the Sixers and the Bucks 
um, back to back, which would put us sub 500, which would be absolutely miserable. But um, I can, I'm pretty confident we go one and one on those yeah. these next two games. I think best realistic scenario is probably eight and two. Worst realistic scenario, like I said, six probably and four, six yeah. and four. If it if if it's worse than that, then it just might be time to burn it down. But. <laughs> All our, to all our listeners out there, you may uh, if you don't hear from me ever again, you, you'll know why. But um, so yeah, that's where we are. We've got some good things to look forward to. The the schedule's not as crazy. We actually have like days off and days to practice. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Carl brought this up. We, we hadn't had a chance to practice until today since the season started. Today yeah. was our first like practice to work on some stuff. So um, definitely some room for hope. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um... I agree, and there's actually good news. So this next segment is something everyone that we're going to be we're trying to experimenting with. It's a classic, just uh, a stock suite where we're laying out just some a uh, few different um, concepts and or things going on in the league right now. We're either buying or selling stocks. Um, Berg is in finance, so I'm coming to him and his expertise to see what I need to do as an investor. Um, so yeah, so this Shameless might be <laughs> this might be a, a beautiful car crash or it might be a terrible train wreck. But uh, what we're going to try and do something here, and actually we we went over a few things before just to have our thoughts inside our head um, before we did this. But I'm going to actually throw a curveball at Berg because I just got to thinking about us practicing and uh, where are you, Colby? Because there's reports that Dante might be playing. Friday potentially first game of the season for him. Are you buying dot or buying Exum Island stocks or selling your Exum Island stocks? Dude, so I picked up a little real estate on Exum Island the very night that we drafted him, and I've been holding strong. It's honestly the sea level's been rising a little bit, and Exum Island's getting a little bit smaller, and people are jumping off over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think uh, you know maybe a little bit of water dripped into my basement. Um, from from the rising tide of, of shrinking Exum Island, but uh, I still have my I still have my ground there. You know, I still have uh, my mailbox set up and mail still coming through. I'm, I consider myself an active resident, and I, I I don't. We're past the point of seeing Dante, and I hate when people say, "Well, he was the fifth pick." Well, you look at back at picks over the last you know 15 years. I mean, even the top five, the hit rate is still pretty small. I mean. It's it's obviously higher than other places, but it's it's not an incredibly high hit rate. And Dante's shown that he can be an elite defender. He's shown that he can really change a pace, or change the pace on offense, and you know get sneaky buckets. And uh, you know I think with with a better point guard presence we have with Mike, we've got Moutier. Dante can kind of roam free, kind of like a free safety, just playing renegade defense and and stirring things up on offense. It could be pretty fun. So yeah. so I'm all in. Give me give me some more X in stock. Yeah. Um. I obviously the the stock prices um they they haven't soared for us. I'm I'm still holding on to mine. Um, this is what I'm saying before I'm going to interrupt you. So the name of the game of investing, investing 101, buy low, <laughs> sell high. So when stocks low, it's not a bad thing. It's all about accumulating true. shares. So let's, let's try through it. So <laughs> um here's here's the thing about Dante. And like you said, people give him crap because he's he was the fifth pick and you can't blame him for a lot of injuries that he's had. I mean, that whole shoulder dislocation in a preseason game or whatever it was, and then Carl's juju on his knee that absolutely destroyed him. Um, I'll never forgive Carl for that. I won't either. <laughs> um, he's going to be mad he can't defend himself right now. Um, 
<laughs> I've said um 18 <laughs> times in a row, sorry. The thing about Dante is we need more than one like elite perimeter defender. We have Royce O'Neal, and honestly, if you look at the stats, Donovan's defense has been out of this world so far this year, but we need someone to be able to come in and lock down anyone else because teams are built right now to have just three-point shots and going to the basket, right? And we need someone that's going to be able to stay in front of them so Rudy isn't always having to bail out the rim. And I feel like Dante's still quick enough. The thing that's scary is that a lot of his injuries have been lower leg or lower body injuries. And those obviously start taking away from athleticism. And that's what Dante's built on right now. He's not a polished, like, he doesn't have a lot of, a high skill set. He's a solid passer, not a great shooter. He can go to the rim, uh, but... But when it comes to like creating his own jump shot or just getting a bucket, he doesn't have that skill set yet. And when I say yet, Dante's still super young. It's not like he can't develop something that's at least serviceable. I think he's not going to ever be where Don- like Donovan, where he's just pure butter uh, on his jump shot right now. But uh, regardless, I think there's always going to be a place in this league for an elite defender. Look at Patrick Beverly. He's atrocious on offense. But he's still going to be in this league for 10 plus years and if Dante can just go an entire season without adding to that laundry list of injuries he's going to be able to cement himself a little bit and maybe we can get him for cheap when we're talking about buy cheap maybe the Jazz would be able to extend him for cheap too uh we know that the Conley trade did not go down in the middle of the season last year because their asking piece that we were held up on was Dante so it's good to know that the office is behind Dante or the front office, uh, something that kind of crushed my heart, but also made it swell a little bit. Berg was when he went to that, was it the signing at city Creek or something like that? And he said he was overwhelmed yeah. by the amount of support he got. You go online and you see the, the Twitter trolls and the Reddit trolls and things like that saying how terrible he is and how they need to trade him, yada, yada, yada. Um, but for him to probably, I mean, he, I'm sure he reads or sees stuff like that and that gets brought to his attention, but I'll for find him to, every one of those trolls on his behalf, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it, and it was good for him to actually in person have um, that gratitude shown toward him. So I'm going to stay with Dante uh, till the bitter end. He's do, he's done nothing but tried hard for this team. It's not like um, he's come out and said, you know, trade me. I want more minutes. I want more this and that. He, he's been a great teammate. He's been actually a part of this core, at least a part of the team's future and what they've built around for a long time. So shout out to Dante, dude. I hope you come back, and I hope you have a good uh, good season this season. Absolutely. Major shouts to Dante. We're all in for him. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. It'll be exciting to see him this Friday, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go into a few of these, Berg. The first one on the docket right now is a huge surprise for me because I always take shots at this organization's front office. The Phoenix Suns have only lost two games. What is it, 7-2 and two now? I don't know what the record is exactly. But uh, they're 5-2. 5-2, five and, two. Five and, two, five five and two. two. That's what it is. Um. So the Suns are looking a little bit better, and it's kind of nice to go back to uh, the game that we almost blew against them and see that maybe that's going to turn out to be a good win on our resume. Colby, are you buying or are you selling your stocks in the Phoenix Suns? Did you have any Dude. to begin with? So this is this is more of a recommendation to anybody that, that might happen to own Suns stock because I definitely stayed far away from, from Suns stock uh, when the season started, and... I mean, a couple things. One, we saw them firsthand. You know, they played pretty well. Um, two, I mean, you can't deny that they've honestly they beat the favorites in the East and the West in the Clippers and the Sixers. 
and their only losses were to us by one point and to Denver by one point. So they're honestly killing it right now. I would say that they're not quite – it's not a sell, sell, sell right now. Um, they've got a few more wins coming up in their schedule, but from a long-term viability standpoint, I can't say I'm a believer just simply because – Devin Booker is still a D-bag. I love Ricky Rubio, but he still can't shoot. Um, they don't really have, like, a, their big men can shoot a little bit, but interestingly enough, for whatever reason, like, their defense and their offense are both in the top 10 in the league right now, and I just don't know if that's going to hold. So, I, nothing against the Suns. I respect them. I used to live in Arizona, so shout out to uh, to, to all the homies in Arizona that, that listen to this. Um but sorry, I don't. I don't believe in your son's long term. So I'd uh, put a conditional sell on that. Where are you with that? Well, I'm going to be a little less harsh here. I don't know if I'm definitely not buying anything yet, just because a few things that you pointed out. But it's the Suns' young team still. This core's young. It's it's going to be hardships regardless if they have the talent or not. Uh, long season. Shout out to Ricky Rubio, kind of bringing a little bit of a veteran presence into that team, into that uh, locker room, but. I don't know if I want to to sell yet either. I, I, I don't want to see this play out. Let's get through a quarter of the season and see where things are at. I would never, ever, ever cheer for a team with Devin Booker on it because, like you said, he's a perennial D-bag um, on the all-douche team. But right now, let's just let's let's tentatively just leave those stocks alone and see what happens. And, and you know, I'm going to uh, – so let's, let's think about this, and I'm just realizing this now. So if you consider the fact that – Golden State is probably out of the running now. They're better than Memphis. They're probably better... Well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting with the Mavs. They are better than the Pelicans. Um, who knows? Maybe they can squeak in the eighth seed. I don't know if that's if that's still... If you, if you want to be a proud holder, if you've got the stock. But, uh, I mean, for an eighth seed, I guess, you know, there's some possibility there. But yeah. we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell, but... It's a, it's going to be a long time and a long season, so let's see what happens there. Okay, next one. Uh, it's going to be kind of a two for uh, Tyler. Is it Harrow or Hero? How do you say his last name on the? the uh, it, believe it or not, it sounds crazy, but I think it is pronounced Hero. Hero, it's, Hero, kind of like a, a Tolliver type player. <laughs> um, kind of like out, a sandwich, like yeah. a Hero sandwich. Shout out to Tom Barnes on. He's a huge Tolliver believer. Um, where are you at with this kid? Are you buying a stock? Or are you selling a stock? Dude, I'll buy. I'll buy. He I looks, will buy. Th- this is come. It's funny because it's coming off like four or five days ago, right before he went off against. Uh, I think it was the Rockets. I don't know. My boss. I talk to my boss about basketball sometimes, and and he was like, "Oh, he's he's the next Steph Curry. Like it's 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 plain as day. He's probably going to be better than Steph." And he was dead serious. Shout out to uh, to Ed if you're listening now. I'm not. I'm not mocking you here. And then he goes out and has another game. And honestly, his release is. Honestly, pretty quick. It's not quite as quick as Clay's, but it's it's up there, man. So, if I'm buying, I, I'm buying Tyler Hero stock. I you know, I'm not gonna say he's better than Clay. I'm not gonna say he's better than Steph. We're only seven games in, or six games in for the Heat, I believe. But uh, as far as Rookie of the Year potential, definitely buying that stock. I think he's I think he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, here here's stats for the stats nerds. Fifteen point seven, so about sixteen point per game. Sixteen points per game. Six rebounds, about three assists. Forty three um field goal percentage, and then from three, he's about a little over thirty six percent, which which is actually quite 
pretty impressive for for a rookie and there's an actual instant moment where I bought stock in this kid and that's when I don't know if you saw when he and Michael Carter Williams kind of had a little uh reverse shout out to anyone in jazz media a kerfuffle on the court and and um basically hero came like Carter Williams knocks him down and hero just came down looked him dead in the eye and just stroked a three in his face. That's the kind of stuff I like to see. It just means that this kid's going to be uh, something long-term. He kind of has that fire in him. Uh, he's a little bit of nasty. He's the classic white hustler. Shout out to the great white hope. Um, apparently his basketball reference nickname is Boy Wonder. So shout out to Boy Wonder. I'm buying all your stock right now. Awesome. Um, and then that kind of goes into Miami in general, Berg. The Heat are on fire right now. That was a... I did not mean to make that pun. I'm not you. Uh, one loss, I think. Uh, they look really good. I'm buying stock in Miami, and simply because I I legitimately think Eric Spolstra Eric Spolstra is a top five coach in the league. Uh, he came in. He got the beat or the Heatles right off the bat. Everyone's just like this guy's winning because of his team, but it turns out that this guy is a pretty much a basketball genius um he's going to get anyone to play jimmy butler's not even putting up a lot of points for them uh he's doing a little bit of everything but this is a team that just seems to play together and when you have a team that's bigger than the sum of their parts they're going to have they're going to have a good season and i'm buying heat stock yeah definitely i mean they they beat houston who i don't know if that's quality yet but it's it's definitely something they beat milwaukee um beat atlanta a couple times i know you know, interestingly enough, their other rookie, Kendrick Nunn, he probably has better stats than than Hero. Um, 19.5 points a game, 44% from three, shooting 48% from the field. Like, the dude's killing it. Obviously, Jim, uh, you know, Jimmy's kind of doing his thing. They've got Dragic, who still does his thing. You know, they've, yeah, they, I mean, they're well coached. He shouts to Spo. So, I am, I'm all in on buying Heat stock, 100%. They've, uh, they, they can make a lot of noise, especially in the East. Got rid of so. Whiteside, which is a plus. Yep. Addition by subtraction. It's mad. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, okay, moving along. Trying to just go quick through these so people don't get bored by us. Uh, are yep. you buying or selling Zion stock right now? He's hurt. Hasn't played a game yet in a, uh, a real basketball game yet. He might end up getting the Ben Simmons Rookie of the Year next year. Who knows? I oh, this one's tough for me personally. I want to hear what you have to say first before I make a decision. Be my financial so, advisor. If if you were to go back in time, um, when everybody was buying Zion stock, I was probably selling at the beginning of the year on the podcast. We've already brought this up that I said I don't have a whole lot of confidence in his body. But now it feels like that's all that's being talked about on social media um, by by reporters. So. Zion's stock has taken quite a bit of a quite a bit of a fall, honestly, over the last couple months, and so this might be as cheap as Zion stock gets in a while. So I'm actually buying some Zion stock right now. Because Sign me up. I, Convince I'm, me. I'm buying on the dip. He's going to come back. He'll make some noise towards the end of the year. Um, it's it's a risky. I'm not saying it's a penny stock, but uh, there's definitely some possible volatility in, in Zion stock that we've already seen. You know, from him blowing out of his shoe. To uh, you know him posterizing everybody that had a heartbeat in the preseason, um, to now getting hurt here, so it's it's definitely up and down. It's a little bit of a roller coaster, but keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times, and let's buy some Zion stock. Let's go. Let's go, Zion, dude. We got your stock. Time to come back. Okay, next one. I feel stupid because 
I was all about this team coming into this season because I thought they were so exciting. Uh, Fox is my guy. Everyone knows whether it's me killing the rat on Smash Bros or me cheering for a dude that's not on the Jazz. Um, but the Kings suck. So are we? Are we just going to just? I'm. I'm going to personally just sell every stock I had in that team, which I bought a lot over the summer. I forgot that Luke Walton is Luke Walton. Uh, he's he's terrible. He's annoying. He's he just. Do you want know Luke Luke Walton looks like that classic rich kid that wants everything given to him, and his dad's like, no, you have to go earn this. But at the same time, he's a spoiled little brat. Um, so he, I can just picture him like talking to the refs or to his dad after the game, like, Daddy, why didn't the refs let me win the game? You told me they let me win the game. Like, with his sunken eyes and his stupid face. Luke Walton sucks. The Kings suck. I'm selling everything I got um, besides Fox stock because he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm selling Fox stock, yeah. Or, excuse me, not Fox stock, but King stock. Um, Yeah, I I can't say I really bought a whole lot to begin with, but... I mean, they beat us. They beat the Knicks. They haven't looked particularly good in any of those games. We gave them a gift. I mean, they looked fine against the Knicks, but long term, I mean, especially if you look at their division, they've got the Lakers, they've got the Suns, they've got the Clippers, and then whatever Golden State. So you know, they're they're pretty much. I mean, if, if you were asking me to buy stock of them finishing fourth or fifth in their division, yeah, I'm all in. But uh, for anything more than that, no, I'm selling. Sell, so. sell, 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 sell. Hit the bell. Okay, next one, a little bit of rumble action going on um, between Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and Joel Embiid. Uh, No, I don't, did we pod after the fight? I don't think we podded after the fight. Um, Basically, they threw down a good old-fashioned big man, hugging each other, throwing each other to the ground type uh, 90s fight almost, with with no punches thrown, obviously. I think Cat threw one and missed. So, whose stock are you buying and who won the little, again, reverse shout-out to the Jazz Media kerfuffle? So, a lot of people on social media are claiming that Embiid won the fight. And I'm going to sell that. I'm going to say I'm gonna say that fighting Carl Anthony Towns, who's arguably one of the softer bigs in the league, is like picking on an 8-year-old kid if you're like 16. And so... It's not really that cool to claim that you beat a guy in, in a supposed, you know, uh, you know, mix up on the floor. So I'm gonna sell Embiid winning that fight. I, I don't think he did. I don't think it was uh, necessarily anything to be proud of. So yeah. I'm out on that. I mean, if you break down the fight, if you break it down, Cat swings and misses, but immediately gets him kind of in this headlock, and then there right. was a chance for there was a chance for. And B to kind of toss him and or get him in, in a little bit like a, of a throw slash I'm going to get you on your back. But Cat actually gets his hips moved around quick and gets wrapped around Embiid right as the rest of uh, the teams kind of get into the action and start pulling him apart. And then Simmons does his thing where he says he was breaking it up, but he had him in a full-on chokehold. Um, but I'm really confused about that too. Um, so I'm selling as well. I think... I think Cat was about to to put Embiid in a bad spot, and then Embiid 
goes on all sorts of, I mean, he's shadow boxing, he's getting the crowd pumped, he's straight up a villain from WWE, uh, it was awesome, that part, uh, another thing I want to ask to break this down, what do you think, are you buying and selling stocks in this new 2019 with social media, the trash talk that happens online afterwards, buy or selling on that, do you think it should stay on the court, or are you for the soap opera that happens afterwards? So I'm only, for, I, I'm for the soap opera that happens after, if they actually back it up on the court. So I'm not a huge fan because, you know, if they if they really hated each other that much, more punches probably would have been thrown. It just they got behind their keyboards and then started calling each other crazy stuff. So I don't I don't think I'm for it. Um, It was I'll be it was mildly entertaining, but I don't think they're any tougher after having read what they had to say. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Raised by Lions thing. And then, okay, here's quick, 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 quick. Cue the conspiracy music, Colby Berg, because... Cue it up. There was a time, I guess, where where Cat posted, like, the clown, 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 and saying whatever, and then Embiid apparently commented on the post. And then the comment disappeared, and then Embiid said, ha, 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 he deleted my comment on his Instagram feed. But the man who manages Kat's Instagram, because obviously every single athlete has someone running their Instagram for them, he said that Embiid went and deleted his own comment. So, what's going on there, Berg? Who's who's the real man? We may never know. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I'll buy that stock. I'm going to full-on just buy stock in people getting on in fights on the court because it's very entertaining. I'm sick of old people saying that basketball, you know, it was a lot tougher back then. Who cares about, I mean, obviously, if it gets in the in the way of just the game, um, it's annoying at, at some point. But if things are getting heated, I'm totally down with a little pushing match and maybe a, a punch thrown or two. Uh, our boy uh, Bossman actually tweeted out only two games for fighting with the little um, thinking face emoji. And then today, he to, to add to this story, he got hit in the balls by the one and only James Harden and almost got into a little... He actually I was disappointed, up, dude. Yeah. He didn't throw a punch. He didn't, he didn't throw, throw a punch, him. man. So I was just curious. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, Bossman would be the man to lead that charge, I feel like. Him or Damari Carroll, the junkyard dog. Shout out, junkyard dog. Shout out to Swag Daddy. That's the thing, man. They set the table. Harden set the table for Jay to come through on his word and throw one, and he didn't throw one, and I was kind of surprised. And it's but the most punchable person in the league, man. He should have just taken a shot. And the you situation know, was ridiculous, too. So, And we know Crowder has a green light, so I don't get it. Yeah. Um, Can okay. we, before we move on, one yeah. quick thing. I feel like I have to push all the sell buttons on the argument that Simmons was um, – he was calming Cat down with his arms. That was the official report when he had Cat in a headlock and Cat either t- – well, he slammed the floor like as like he was tapping out. I don't know if he was actually tapping out because I don't think he watches enough UFC to actually do that. But <laughs> to argue that Simmons was uh, was calming him down with a chokehold on the floor, I'm going to disagree, especially because Memphis – everybody's like, oh, Cat and, and Simmons are friends. But, yeah. uh, but Minnesota was like – Minnesota was was bugged that Simmons didn't get penalized for it. So obviously, Cat would have said something like, "Hey, like he would have said something to Minnesota if they were arguing for a punishment for Simmons, saying, "Hey, no, it's cool. He was he was just calming things down." But it didn't seem like Cat came to his back. So I feel like that's insane that Simmons got off scotch free there. Yeah, I I do too. It was 
he was like in the pit of his elbow, like full yeah. on choke. Hold. Like he wasn't hold, just holding him back. He like full on was in a choke hold. Plus, I hate Simmons. Um, I love this podcast because we're obvious jazz homers. We can say what we want. Um, 100%. So, one more thing before, I mean, we've been hitting this for a little bit, but if you're to buy stock in either Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid being kind of the new bad boy in the league, who are you buying? I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not buying Carl uh, Anthony Towns stock in tough guyness because um, he's 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 still pretty much not a tough guy, um, in my opinion. It took all of Embiid's a- uh, antics to to ramp Simmons up or to ramp Cat up. So I'm not gonna buy any. I'm gonna sell the the Cat stock on tough guyness, and then I'll buy the Embiid bully stock. I'll, I'll buy that because uh, I think he wants I think to be more it. to come. Yeah, I, I think, think he's embraced. He's the new generation Rodman. The Rodman yeah. with a Twitter account with yeah. less crazy hair. It's not so much a bully. He's an online troll that happens to play basketball. Yep. Um. Okay, moving on, Kolb. Are you buying or selling PEDs? Because there's a lot of people getting suspended right now in the league. John Collins just got another uh, 25 game suspension. Aiton on the Suns just had a, a 25 game suspension, and I think DeAndre Jordan was the other guy that got the 25 game suspension. What is going on, dude? They're all like growth hormones and things like that. So it's straight up PEDs. Are you selling to these guys? What's going on, dude? It's uh, I'm kind of torn here. So this is the way I see it. Obviously, if substances are illegal, that's where the league has drawn the line. But it feels like they haven't done a very good job of enforcing it. I mean, look at LeBron James. Yes, and we'll get into this in a minute in, in another uh, in another segment. But yes, he does a good job of taking care of his body. Yes, he does a good job of recovering. I mean, you look at his high school frame. Of course, he's matured. He's got old man strength now. But I just I wonder how much they're testing. I, I just like to see what the protocols are all about. Because, I mean, we're almost to a point where, yeah, like anabolic steroids, of course, are, are terrible for you. They're terrible for your your internal systems. But from like a growth hormone recovery type type thing, like I wonder if that's not the worst thing and maybe those should be allowed because guys are just trying to like avoid being beaten down over, you know, the course of a long period of time. Now, if they're of course, while they're illegal, you have to adhere to the policies. But I wonder if that's something that down the road they might, you know, look at lightening up on just from a recovery standpoint. Right. Because I mean, where do you draw the line, right? You can drink protein shakes, um, you know, you can you can do a bunch of other semi-natural things, you know, whatever powders and whatever injections, cortisone shots, whatever it is. But you know, at, at what at what point does the line get drawn from you know human enhancement and human improvement and recovery to cheating? So, I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to sell for now because they're still illegal. But let's yeah. let's be uh, let's be fair with the testing. That's all I'm going to say. Sell, sell, sell. And I'm curious because I know I think the NFL and the NBA they have scheduled tests for um, marijuana, um, which makes Josh Gordon's thing in the NFL even more funny because he knew when it was coming and he still couldn't help himself. But I'm just I'm just curious to. I mean, at what point, though, like, if they're scheduled and the players know it's coming and they can clean their body, why even do it in the first place? Well, I mean, that's the thing is from from a recovery – oh, why do they test? Yeah, why test? I mean, if they know to everyone's To say doing that it, they're there's... upholding, like, a standard, I'm sure, I like, guess, just to yeah, look good. It's dumb. PR and thing. that's 
And that's what Aiton got caught with. He didn't actually get caught with an actual PED or growth hormone or anything like that. He got caught with the diuretic that he took yeah. before the scheduled test to right. flush it all out. Flush it out. So that and that's an so at one at some point too, you gotta hold it like whether whether the league like is scheduling these things, if they are doing that, I, I know it is that way for marijuana, like if they get busted, then yes, hold the player accountable because if it's scheduled, they should know better. Like, 100%. regardless, like we can't just get past, like, I know, I know everyone, there's a lot of advocates for medical marijuana usage in sports because players are getting addicted to pills and there's a whole bunch of thing, things going on like that just for pain tolerance, insomnia that comes with all, all the exercise and all the stuff that they're doing to their bodies. I get that. Um, that's a different discussion. But what I'm saying is when these players know that something's coming up they should be smart enough to not take something within however many days it takes to get it flushed through your system. So we got to hold them accountable if they're, if they're that dumb. Um, For sure. I mean, and when millions and millions of dollars are on the line, like you can, I, I, I mean, you're either addicted to it or you've got some other issues, but exactly. you know, people like, say that weed's not addictive, but what do I know? I don't know. What do I know? Um, okay. Moving on. Luka Doncic. Is that how you say? Doncic. 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 Yep. I've the the C's the C's are rough for me. I know it's Doncic. Um I think he's great. I'm buying any stock that's left. I think a lot of people have been buying, so I don't know how much is left left. It's probably at an all time high, but uh just watching this kid kinda go back and forth, especially uh that Lakers game when he was when he was taking shots with LeBron, uh going back and forth. I think he's great. Um I think I think the Mavs are gonna they have a bright future just because of him. Not necessarily because of Porzingis, but straight up because of Luka. Uh, I will say, though, I'm buying this, but I will say that his step back three is an egregious travel, and it's insane that it's not called to me. He does the classic Harden step back where it's like stutter, stutter, step back with never yeah. dribbling the ball, uh, straight up travel, but he's good. He's actually he's he's very good. He is good, and I'm glad that that, that game was on while the Jazz were getting – uh, we were losing to the Kings with a buzzer beater because I didn't want the focus to be on the Jazz losing to the Kings, who hadn't won a game at that point. So, shouts to them for distracting the nation. Um, dude, I, I feel like Luca is kind of like Amazon stock, like maybe four or five years ago. Like, it had gone, it had appreciated pretty significantly. And a lot of people are like, I don't know, it's getting up there, it's getting pretty high. Yeah. And then it literally still hasn't slowed down. So, yes, it's going up. Yes, it's at an all time high. But I'm still buying because chances yeah. are it's not going to be the slow for a long, long time. So, so he's at 27 buy. points a game, 10 rebounds a game, and 9.5 assists a game. Uh, six games into the season for him. But, I mean, it's the second. is it his second year or his third year? Uh, this is his second Sec- year. Second year, man. That's insane. He's got a good – I mean, he, yeah, you could argue that he could maybe be a little more cut. He could probably borrow some of Aiton's PEDs. But, uh, you know <laughs> – He's got a overall. It's a pretty like solid NBA body that doesn't look like it would be broken down. I mean, he reads the game. He's not super explosive. I mean, he's not extremely athletic um, from like a you know a numbers standpoint. But he sees the game well. He makes awesome passes. Um, he shoots it well. He's just kind of got that all around game that fits perfectly for the NBA. So, yep, I'm buying. I'm buying Luca. Buying Luca. Um. Okay. Moving on to we got a couple more here. Uh, Houston's defense. These last two are a little petty on us, but who cares? Houston's defense, Berg. Where are they at? They're bad. 
<laughs> They're real bad. They, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. They needed to score 149 points to beat the Washington Wizards. And most people can't name three players on the Wizards like we discussed last. Um, because the Wizards scored 148 points. So had they not um, scored 149, they would have lost. And they lost to the Heat. Um, they're just... They lost to the Sixers. I watched that game a little bit ago. Or not the Sixers, the Nets, excuse me. Um, They really can't stop anybody. Harden isn't stopping anybody. Westbrook isn't stopping anybody. Capella's kind of doing his thing. Eric Gordon is all out of sorts offensively and defensively. Um, P.J. Tucker's still playing hard and kind of doing his P.J. Tucker thing. But uh, they're kind of a mess and they're just, you know, the plan has always been, you know, Dan Tony says seven seconds or less, six seconds or less, whatever. But, uh, I mean, technically speaking, again, their defense doesn't look good, so now's not a great time to sell because you're probably selling it a low, but I don't think it's going to get much better. So might as well sell it if you've got it because it might go down to zero. Sell, sell, sell. Speaking of zero, I was looking at a few of the advanced stats on Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Uh, I was looking at their defensive win shares, and what a win share is, it's – taking what that player was able to do and how many wins are credited to uh, what they did on one side of the ball or the other. Here's here's a, a fun little stat for you. Russell Westbrook's def- defensive win share so far is 0.1. James Harden's defensive win share so far is flat is zero. Is that good? Flat that good? zero. That is, that is good for us. That is good for us as Jazz fans because that is absolutely pathetic. Um... Real quick, though, what's your take on Westbrook joining the team and what they've looked like so far? So I've I've watched three Rockets games, and they won two of them and lost the one to the Sixers. Um, or to the, excuse me, I said it, the freaking Nets. And, I mean, Westbrook still plays like a freaking man on fire. He still plays as hard as anybody. Um, I, I mean, he may, he's, he's still a lightning bolt, but like his defense, like I say, I mean, he's not for whatever reason, not sliding his feet to stay in front of guys and doesn't play a whole lot of help defense. And he's, he's been more efficient for the most part than, than Harden. Harden's been unbelievably inefficient. Um, it's been ridiculous. And I already uh, commented uh, my angst towards Harden last pod. So I'm not going there again because it's been pretty much just as bad. So yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing is, is we say with the Jazz, like it's still a small sample size and there's a lot that can change. And that's probably the same with the Rockets. I think they're still too talented to be as bad as they've been just overall. But, uh, I mean, I can say that the whole Conley thing hasn't looked good so far. And I can say that the whole Russ thing hasn't looked particularly great either. So that's that's where I stand with that for now. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I just I have to shout out Westbrook's awesome performance on that. Plus minus uh, negative forty six or whatever it was. Historic that was something. That was something. Performance. Um, and then the last thing that uh, we want to cover NBA wise is just our stock in Denver. Um, I never ever once in my life ever had any Denver stock, and I'm never going to buy it. They are just maybe as bad as uh, Houston on defense. They're terrible. So um, stay away from Denver stock because they're a, a stupid team. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll buy all the uh the anti Denver stock. Bring bring that on. Um, yeah. They've looked they've looked bad and I mean 
they've got their own issues. They've got the fact that they've like a lot of their a lot of their bench guys think that they should be playing. They brought a lot of guys back. I mean, they're kind of in that situation, kind of the the curse of more um, yeah. situation that you identified earlier, and they're probably suffering from it more than we are. So hopefully they suck even further because uh, we need uh, all the help we can get. And that's our takes on the NBA today, everybody. We're actually going a little long. How long? A little long right now. Uh, we'll, I love we'll how I was through. like, oh, yeah, we'll make a few of these lightning round, and then I literally don't stop talking for 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> so that's my bad. Sorry, listeners. Shout out to you guys for sticking it, in. Shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to my wife having the patience for me to do this while she waits downstairs. Um, Kolb, there's something that we are subscribing and unsubscribing to. Can you fill our listeners in a little bit? Yeah. Well, before we start, Kurt, I have a question for you. Okay. If I told you that you could decrease your sleepiness during the day, uh-huh. you could increase the rate at which you recover from your workouts and perhaps even build muscle. Okay. That your testosterone uh, goes up. I know you're already a man's man as it is, but you know you couldn't. No one, you know, everybody could could use a few more points there. Mm. Yeah, well, most people take T-boosters. They actually have to draw my testosterone out just to keep me level, but yeah. Okay, well, for most people, I think they'd, I think they'd appreciate <laughs> an increase. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other things that I'm missing, but if I told you that you could do all that for roughly, I don't know, $3 every six months, um, and not only that, you just feel better overall, Just you're just happier and, and uh, life is a little bit less draining, would you say that, yeah, that sounds like something that you would probably take advantage of? Yeah, I would say, what's the catch? Well, it's actually more of a stick than a catch, to be honest. And when I say stick, I'm talking about uh, about mouth taping when you sleep, taping your mouth closed while you sleep. And the reason I bring this up, everybody, and we're getting personal here, is so I have this sleep tracker on my phone that like tracks like the stages of sleep, and I have like a, a ring too because I'm a nerd, and it like tells me like, my resting heart rate and what stage of sleep I'm in just because why not? And, uh, it's an important thing and sleep is, sleep is important. It's like the keystone to like overall health. And so, yeah, I keep track of it. I'll, I'll admit it. And, uh, I noticed, and my phone has like a little like snore tracker and I've never really snored in my life. But a couple weeks ago, I woke up in the morning and it said that, Hey, there was like a snore for like two minutes. And I'm like, what? And so I check it out. Turns out I was, uh, it was more of like just like deep breathing, but out of my mouth. Crazy. You know how we always make fun of mouth breathers. (laughs) And I'm, I started to realize that like, Hey, I'm waking up and I'm a little tired, even though I'm getting like nine hours of sleep, like what's going on. And I've realized that I've started to breathe out of my mouth a little bit when I sleep. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So I did a little bit of research, surfed the web a little bit. And uh, I gave, I tried a little experiment, and this sounds insane. I sent a snap, <laughs> I sent a snap to uh, to a couple friends uh, the day after that I, uh, I I took a couple strips of tape, made sure that uh, that that my lips were were firmly shut, and uh, taped up that hole. And the next day, <laughs> I woke up and I felt amazing. I had the deepest dreams. I was super clear headed. I was super energized. I was good to go, and I was like, "Wow, there must be something to this." So, I uh, 
got a lot of flack, took a little bit of heat from the group message. Kurt, what are your thoughts on uh, on taping your mouth to uh, encourage nasal breathing for deeper, more restorative sleep? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are a, what if you get congested and you just suffocate? Well, that is a good that is a good proposition. Uh, two things. One, I feel like. When you breathe through your nose, um, those passageways are a little more lubricated, and so you're less likely to become congested. But that said, I think humans were born with an innate ability that if you can't breathe, you, you grasp for your mouth and yank the tape off in the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden you can breathe again. So okay. the tape's not on like super tight, so you can, you know, if you need to, to have an emergency evacuation drill over your mouth, you can definitely do that. So okay. it's a good question, but I feel like that's uh, avoidable. Okay, and my second question is, is there some sort of actual medical device other than scotch tape or whatever tape you were using um, that's a little bit less sick? So shout out to the the CVS micro, Micropore tape that's like the – it's like the health tape. So it's like doesn't have the latex that's super sticky and it's like all things considered pretty 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 standard stuff. It's got a little bit of breathability to it. Um, I'll be real. I didn't do a whole lot of research on any contraptions. I feel like the tape, uh, is definitely the lowest cost alternative. Not that I'm, I'm necessarily looking to be cheap in this circumstance because it is important, but, uh, who knows? I might have to do some research. Shout out to the listeners out there. If you know of anything else that keeps you from breathing out of your mouth while you sleep, by the way, you should also Google it and let me know what you learn. Tell me if you, if you're sold. Um, the, the only real cons to this that I can see and it would be one if you're married and <laughs> your wife has to wake up or your husband depending on if you're a girl or guy listening to this and whatever your preference is there i don't know but uh if i mean it, it can't be the most comforting or peaceful thing either going to bed or waking up to your significant other uh you know taped up like a freaking mummy um so that's definitely a con it's not the the cutest thing i don't think but at this point in my life, I don't have to worry about that. So I'm, I'm okay there. Um, that's the only real con I can think of, I'll be honest. Yeah, the con – I guess the con for me is just you have to live with yourself saying you tape your mouth shut when, <laughs> when you go to sleep. But the key word there is live. We're avoiding sleep apnea. And I think ultimately – I'm pretty sure, like, maybe I only have to do it for two more weeks. And all of a sudden, my mouth just knows to stay Train shut yourself. when I sleep. So, and, and that's the thing for me is I feel like I'm a pretty silent sleeper. And I, unless I have a head cold, I pretty much sleep through the night through my nose from what I can tell. And so, yeah, this is definitely wouldn't be something that you would do. But shout out to the listeners. I know we're like an hour and something in. If you're still listening and you know you breathe out of your mouth, Tape the frickin' hole shut for a couple of nights and then let me know how you feel. Send me your pictures. Send me your snaps. Send me via text. I don't care. I know I'm not alone in this. Um, I know uh, I already had one or two friends that we won't name on this pod. We'll protect their identities for now because I don't know if they're as open as I am when it comes to this kind of stuff. But no, uh, They're doing it? Yep. No, they're doing Flint, it. Shout out it to them. Flint? Uh, no, it's not Flint. I actually haven't talked to Flint about this yet. So Flint, if you're listening, I, I think he actually does sleep with his mouth open half the time. So yeah, I think um, he just lives his life with his mouth open half the time. <laughs> shout out Flint. He's saying shout out Flint, but on uh, it's it's kind of a running thing that like I have with his wife because anytime I'm hanging out with Chase or we're on a trip or something, he'll fall asleep and then 
Um, he'll be the first one to fall asleep, and sometimes his mouth is open then, so I've got the pictures to prove it because Betsy <laughs> always likes to post them. Shout out to Betsy. Um, she likes out. to post them on her stories because it's uh, a frequently occurring event. So anyway, I'm subscribing to taping your mouth shut to promote nasal breathing to have more restorative, deeper, refreshing sleep. So train your mouths to stay shut at night so you can have a happier day during the day. And people get back to me on it. Kurt's fully unsubscribed, but uh, yeah. <laughs> agreed. Uh, we're definitely agreed to disagree, and that's the whole point of this segment. So we're on it. To be honest, to be honest, I'm not unsubscribed. I'm just I'm never even opening like the page to make the decision. <laughs> um, Berg, we're kind of running long, but I don't really care right now. Uh, you got you got a quick a quick grass is greener segment for me. Uh, we might as well just go all in on this pod uh, this episode. So, uh, one more story time for our listeners. We may, we'll make this episode a little bit longer, but what can you tell us? Uh, how's dating life? What's going on? So, yeah, for those of you that don't remember, the grass is greener um, or isn't greener. We still haven't quite determined whether or not the grass is or isn't greener, other than it's just a mindset. Um, and, yeah, dating stories, married stories. And so, um, in this case... This is kind of going back to the jazz. Uh, it's been interesting. The last couple jazz games that I've gone to, I've had a couple funny experiences. I always feel like when you're walking the concourses looking for a treat that you run into somebody that you don't want to see. Um, so just a, this is it's not a major funny story, but just a couple funny instances. The last couple games I've been at, um, I was with one of our friends at, at the last game and walking through the concourses. And uh, this girl comes up to him and I swear I recognize her. And they like they give each other a hug and they start talking or whatever. And I'm like, where do I know her from? And after I, I pop on the old Hinge app and I see that she had liked me the night before on uh, on the Hinge app. Shout out to Hinge. And uh, it was interesting because she looked at me and I looked at her and we both recognized each other. But it was awkward. And I think she maybe obviously she recognized me because she was the one that I would think she recognized me anyway. But uh, she knew the uh the friend that i was with and so she was uh it was just kind of a funny circumstance because i don't think i haven't talked to him about it yet but i don't obviously he didn't know and i don't know who broke up with who or what was going on there but they were they were acting a little lovey-dovey and uh low-key she was sliding into another man's uh another man's dating app dms but it was just kind of funny you know random things like that and then um you know another time it was actually the the next game I was walking through the concourses and saw um, another girl who had uh, set me up with like one of her friends and the date didn't go particularly well. And I, I mean, she was nice and everything, but it was just kind of a one and done type thing. And um, it's just one of those circumstances where you just want to get your, you want to get your ice cream and you don't want to have to have a full blown conversation about why you didn't ask her friend out again. But uh, it's just one of those things where you just have to deal with it. And so I think the grass is greener when it comes to marriage because you don't have those confrontations ever and you can just enjoy halftime at a jazz game in peace. You can get your um, your iceberg uh, ice cream and you don't have to worry about being asked 21 questions why I didn't ask somebody's friend out again or running into a girl that, uh, that may be just sliding into all sorts of guys' DMs including the person that you're with, so – those are those are quick couple grass is greener segments and uh, the grass is always greener sometimes but not always that's it that's the segment um, that's it my take on it one thing that I find interesting is 
when the worlds of online dating slash dating apps collides with real world instances because there is a step like a a, a path you always follow it's kind of like well when i was on the original two a long time ago um it's kind of like you talk on the app then you start texting and then eventually you go out and it kind of goes that way and there's always like the follow on whatever social medias may be big at the time um but when that pattern is disrupted like it happened to you where there's just the initial contact and then you see them in the real world it kind of throws everyone in this awkward like almost intro not introverted state but it's like whoa we're we're not to this step yet like let's just chill out here for a second you know what i mean it's true and i feel like well i'd say like had i actually recognized her and realized that she was the one that like liked me on the app like i would have been way more and i was even i was out yeah. like when we were talking like he introduced me to her and i was like oh hey how you doing nice to meet you whatever um and but yeah but because he was there it's like i couldn't like I didn't know what their history was, and so it was one I figured I should just probably sit out, so I just kind of chilled. Yeah, and that so. whole that whole un, yeah that unknown makes uh, an, another wrench in that entire machine as well. Um, cool, dude. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna say before we go here? Um, honestly, like I say, shout out to everybody that's still listening. We still appreciate the reviews and the comments and the texts and stuff. After it's always uh, always fun to hear your feedback, so keep that coming. Um, we'll get another mailbag episode coming down the road, but ultimately if we could say one thing, it's have patience with the jazz. We're still going to be fine. Um, enjoy this part of the process because if it ends up with the championship, we'll appreciate the lows, um, because it'll make the highs even better. So bring on the next 75 games. And yeah, and I just want to shout out Donovan because he's been playing absolutely out of his, not out of his mind, it's just fantastic. Uh, should be over and all yeah um yeah everybody so thanks for listening we're gonna go now it's been fun who knows when the next episode will be maybe between games i don't know can't make any promises but thanks for listening everyone send me pictures of your tape mouths not in a sick way but just do it and uh yeah we'll sign off all right take care peace